on this episode of Bigger Blues and BS, Kidder and myself are joined by the local geek. He's back. He's brought brews. It's going to be a good time if we can all manage to get past this incredible snowstorm we got going on. We're going to talk some movies. We're going to talk some TV. We're going to talk some great music news. There's a lot that we're going to, you know, have fun chatting about. So come along for the ride. You're in a good place. In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. <laughs> Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues MBS, the podcast that looked straight into the eyes of Snowzilla and didn't blink. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Hi, Blues! I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm a little on the fringe of... My normal self, which of course is pretty insane to begin with. So this should be quite the evening or morning or day, depending on when and where you are watching or listening to this potentially at beerbluesbs.com. Thanks for visiting us. How you doing, Howie Blues? Well, you know, um, uh, of course, for the audience, they don't know, but we ended up not recording last week because I've been fighting a bug. So, health's getting better, but uh, still have an annoying hack that I'm going to try and keep off the show. Uh, and for that reason, Kidder, it's probably a good thing that we have a guest tonight. We do. Yeah. And this one didn't even like surprise us and show up midway through the show. But that's right. It's that time of year again where a certain brewmaster makes his yearly creation of the mini DNA and is always good enough to share it with us. That's right. It's the return of the Triple B brewmaster, the local geek. Derek, welcome back to the show. How are you doing tonight? Thanks, guys. I'm uh, actually kind of in the same boat you are there, Howard. I'm getting over something and have a little bit of a hack that I'm going to also try to keep off the shows. So. See what we can do with that. Hmm. <clears throat> so I guess for that reason, you may end up kicking the door down and joining us and leaving mid-show, for all we know. Oh, I didn't take any NyQuil, so hopefully uh, don't <laughs> pass out while I'm on the show. <laughs> you know, we haven't had that yet. I mean, that we know of. I'm sure plenty of people have fallen asleep listening or watching, but not on the show. Not yet. Oh, I think I killed Howard. <laughs> he, he's dying. Howard's just trying to get by, man. Howard's just trying to get by. <clears throat> yeah, that happens. Well, I'm glad that we're all getting by. And I think I know a cure uh, to help us get by. I mean, I've only taken uh, <clears throat> six ibuprofen in the past nine hours, so that's fine, right? I don't need any kidneys. <clears throat> anyway, um, 
What's I, on I, tap? I was going to say, Kidder, I should have made the opening line. The podcast brought to you by two hacks and a crippled. You know, that, I, there's your title right opportunity. there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might be. Damn you and your clickbaity titles and thumbnails. Hey, 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 somebody, somebody kept harping that I needed to make more clickbait esque titles. Okay. So hmm. I'm just following orders, man. Just following orders. I I don't know. I don't know that the titles really matter, Kidder. I put one, The Secrets of McDonald's Exposed, and it got like 30 some views, but the one where I just put faking it got like 105. I I don't know, man. Yes, we need to try harder. Or try not as hard. We're too much in the middle. Stop it. <laughs> too much indecision. Like what's on tap? I'm thirsty. <laughs> what's happening here? Who's running this show? Local geek. What are you doing to our show? I'm sorry. Every time I come on, this thing falls apart. Well, I don't know if it has anything to, to do with you specifically joining the show because I'm pretty sure it falls off the rails every every episode <laughs> about this time. Yeah, it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't go off the rails at least once. Maybe twice. We should stop riding the rails. Maybe that's our problem. Mm, go for a less obscure method of travel. Yeah, like um, garden tractors. I was thinking Sophie's Revenge, but I, I mean, I mean that's a small. good one. It's a good one, although it's still in the box. Um, I was going more for hovercraft because after you know a snowstorm like this, how great would that be to just power slide around the streets of Bismarck and Mandan? And the visibility was already trash, so you wouldn't be impeding anybody. <laughs> right. I mean, and I wouldn't need roads. I mean, if I go up on somebody's lawn, who cares? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, you might be able to give it a shot once or twice, but <clears throat> I'm sure the police would frown upon it. Pretty much. You <laughs> <laughs> know, that's sad and disappointing news. Uh, what's on tap? Brought to us tonight by the local geek. What are we doing, geek? So as, oh, yeah. uh, as Howard mentioned earlier, it's the uh, annual mini DNA in the It's Been a Week beer, blues, and BS glass. Woo! It's a beautiful glass. Um, this one, if you recall, is the blueberry stout. Um, I did tweak the recipe a little bit this year. I added a little more green to it because I haven't been coming in at the alcohol content I've been shooting for. It's been low. So I just kind of tweaked that a little bit to bring it closer to where I expect it to be. And that's just efficiency on my brew system that isn't quite as good as what I had in my calculators. So. It came in just above 5% this time instead of 4 where it had been sitting, and that's where I wanted it was right around the 5. So added about of alcohol. between a half and three quarters of a pound more grain to it. So it wasn't a huge tweak, but it was just enough to get me where I wanted it. And uh, what's on tap too when that happens later on in the show is going to be a special one because I found in my stash that I still have some of last year's mini DNA. So we'll be able to kind of have a little comparison of the two. I like it. You going first? Test it out. Tell us yeah. how it tastes. Yeah, I'll give her a go here. This one, it turned out, uh, I think it's the best one I've done so far. 
it mostly re- close most closely resembles the one dialectic did the all the batches I've done. So nice. Uh local geek already knows this, Kidder. Um and I think you kinda know this too, but I'm still on antibiotics for this uh wonderful about a sickness I did on. So uh I will not be joining you guys <laughs> in the uh mini DNA. But instead, I'm having a kidder. Do you want to guess? Want to guess? Want to guess? Well, it's not crack. No, it's not crack. Can I guess? Go for it. I'm going to guess a brisk iced tea. Hey, there you go. It is a brisk iced tea. (laughs) Yeah. So it's either that or a butterscotch beer. I did. I I do have some of that upstairs. However, it's not cold, so tea it is. So that's what I'm drinking. You know, for all the times you've had the Lipton iced tea brisk on this show, they should be sponsoring us. I'm working on it, kidder. I'm working on it. Yeah. Give us your Gotta best. Get- that's brisk, baby. Um, I can't do that without uh, probably coughing up a lung. So, mm. not gonna do that. Maybe that's what you need. Number one, cough it up, and number two, maybe maybe that's the other thing that you need: alcohol. <laughs> Clear it all out. It makes the antibiotics work even more. Make them work harder. You know, make them work for your money. <laughs> that's how it works. I uh, I think science. Lefty would disagree with that. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> well, uh, let's go ahead and pull this out. Local geek so graciously shared, and uh, tonight we get the the forty glass. Mm. Oh, that's interesting because it's a. Uh, Completely different taste profile from what I remember. It it's definitely different. Hmm. I think Howard's gonna like this one because for whatever reason, even though you added more berries, I don't taste the berries. Yeah, they uh, they blended in very well with the flavor of the beer, I thought. And that's kind of what I was going for. I wanted them to be there, but not like in your face like they were last year. Hmm. I really like the in your face. That's a nice one. <clears throat> Thanks, Thank local geek. Thank you. Good Thank work. You. Your beer cage. Cave. Cage. Both. I got to figure out what I'm going to make for my next one. So, And when. Since it's wintertime, I need to coordinate it with my brother to use his garage again. And if it's still wintry enough outside, I think I'm going to either try to do a porter or a wee heavy. I know JS Gunslinger will love if you do a porter. He'll be all over that. The thicker and chewier the beer, the better. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) So what's everybody been up to? I mean, Snowmageddon. 2022 part two dash two 23 inches of snow in 
Bismarck, 22 in Mandan. It was uh, it was a day yesterday and a day today. I had to work oh. yesterday and made it to work fine, made it to my house fine. However, got stuck touching my driveway <laughs> because that's where, you know, it had drifted in even more since I had left because I think between the time that when I had left and came home, it had snowed another eight or 10 inches. So that's bound to happen. So got the snowblower out and spent an hour and a half clearing the driveway and the car turned off the traction control. No problem. And they make it tricky in the new Subarus, by the way, you have to go into a menu in your infotainment and navigate to the right tab and then use the toggle to turn off the traction control. That's how it is in mine too. Mine's a Chevy. That was my mistake earlier. I was getting out of my driveway to make some room and got stuck right behind the driveway and they're fiddling with it, trying to get that to turn off so that I can make my wheels turn so that I can get going again. Yeah. I had cleared out all the way around all four tires. And so my car was just up on a little two inch pedestal of, of snow. And with that on, it just, it wouldn't go. And I was like, really? Oh, right. Traction control. And I'm like, where is that again? Cause it's only been, well, let's see. That was April. So six and a half months ago. I'm like, where is that again? <laughs> click, click. Ah, here it is. Yes. Son of a bitch. Whoa, straight in. No problem. I'm like that would have, that would have helped. I also have to mention because I had to make a stop at uh, one of the hardware stores yesterday for uh, a few items home project because you know i knew last night and today really didn't want to go anywhere and wouldn't be going anywhere so stopped at the the one up north there where you save big money and it was great there were like 10 people in the store and the normal 10 employees so i got to casually stroll around Got some 11% off, so I saved big money, and, you know, it was nice. I wish that going there was like that every day. (laughs) (laughs) So you could walk through the aisles. It's almost, it's reminiscent of the time when Howard and I stopped at the one in Grand Forks looking for a wooden dowel. We found two different employees. One of them had no clue where it was. The other one was holding a wooden dowel, but was too small. We, and we go, where did you get that? And he goes, uh, I'm trying to put it away. Do you know where they are? No, I'm trying to find out where they are, too. All right, great. <laughs> and so we had a clan going through the store. Is is that about how, how you recall it going down, Howard? Uh, we found more than two employees because we did like a full lap of the store oh. with people telling us to go to different spots. You know, it's like, we're looking for a window. Oh, back by paint. 
So he went and looked by paint, ran into somebody there. Hey, where's this? Oh, it's over by lumber. So you'd walk over by lumber and hey, you know, we're looking for this. Oh no, that's over here. Yeah, we son of a like bitch. We, we were just there. <laughs> yeah, we we did like two laps before we finally found where the wooden dowels were. Including, yes, the guy who was carrying one and didn't know. I don't think he followed us, though. I think he went off in his own separate direction. He took the, the long way around. It's kind of like we had a question, but he also had a question, so he didn't know if he needed to run away or ask us where it was because there was that conundrum pulling him in two different directions because usually, at least how it used to be, in that particular store, if you're looking through an aisle and, and you're kind of deciding what to choose, somebody's like, hey, you need some help? And you're like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. Well, let me know if you need some help. It's fine. Like, go stand behind your counter. Make sure it doesn't run away. It's fine. When you actually need help and you're wandering aisles, you see somebody and you're like, ah, there's somebody. You start walking toward them and poof disappear off into the night i have a question and they're like i don't i don't want to answer it <laughs> i had a similar scenario happen to me just recently we bought a new dishwasher because ours that is less than two years old crapped out on us and it was like six hundred dollars to fix it including labor and everything so we decided to get a new one instead and so we we found the one we wanted and we knew where we wanted to buy it from but it was two hundred dollars cheaper elsewhere so we went and got the price match but i had to call to do that and place an order over the phone which was great the guy was awesome to work with the only thing he couldn't do was set up installation because it wasn't purchased through the local store so i was like okay whatever he said you can go into the store and they can set it up so i went to the store to the appliance department and they go, oh, no, we can't do that back here. You have to do it up at the service desk. So I <laughs> go up to the service desk and they're looking at it. They go, well, they, you have to do that in the appliance department. I was like, well, they set me up here. So like, OK, we'll give it a try. And they pulled up the order. They go, well, this was an online order, so I can't do anything with it outside of like cancellations and stuff because it wasn't placed in the store. So like, whatever, screw it. I'll just once it gets delivered because it got free delivery to the house, I'll have just some local appliance guy come in and install it for me. Which ended up saving me like sixty bucks. Wow! Was it because it was like one hundred and sixty bucks for installation, and then forty bucks for him to haul my old one away? And the local guy that installed it for me charged me one hundred and forty for everything and hauled my old one away. It's like, hmm. I'll take it. JS Gunslinger probably would have taken it for from you for free just to uh, shoot at. Have a yeah, have a target. <laughs> <laughs> He he charged me ten bucks to haul it away. I was like, "That's fair." The dump's gonna charge me close to that if I haul it out there myself, anyway. So, yeah, you you people on the uh, west side of the river getting charged to take stuff out to the dump. I was just gonna hang on to it till cleanup week, actually, but <laughs> <laughs> put it out the su Sunday night before cleanup week, just so that all of the uh, trash pirates have equal opportunity. To oh, they would one hundred percent come get all the copper out of that thing. There's a guy that lives a block north of us that dives through the dumpster every week and looks for anything that has copper on it. 
I saw him pull on a wagon one time with an Ethernet cable I threw away dangling behind <laughs> it. I was like, I just put that in there like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Times are desperate. Yay. Get your Ethernet cables because we got the copper. A hundred foot cables got at least a tenth of an ounce of copper so I can make 10 cents off of that. It'll take me six hours to strip, but I'll make it work. Right. And the cable was no good. I don't know where it was broken, but it was broken. Sure. It wasn't an ID 10 T error. hundred percent certain. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would hope so out of, out of all of us, the person who would be able to determine that would be you. I was hoping it was the same thing that happened the last time. Cause it's the cable that goes between my house and the house in our backyard that my brother-in-law lives in. And the last time it broke, a mouse had chewed through the cable but there was no obvious chew spots this time. So I think what happened was over the winter when the water got into the pipe that it's in and froze, it did some stretching on the cable and snapped something inside. So to get uh, a more secure connection, you're going to get one of those uh, metal tubes out there uh, to protect the cable and maybe put fiber in there or something like that super no. duper high speed no i would like to put fiber between the two houses just because it's not a uh, lightning rod then but being that it's buried in the ground it's not a huge lightning rod anyway but it is something that could potentially happen well i might have to sit just over across the street uh, next thunderstorm that we get just, <laughs> just see what's happening at the local geeks place see if it's see if the rock comes to visit because it's electrifying What's new in Howard's neighborhood? Well, uh, you know, a lot of the <laughs> same uh, snowing and, and digging out um, has been going on. Oh, I, I have to say, Kidder, I, I I got some stupid neighbors. I have a couple of really good ones, including uh, my, my very next door neighbor, Ken, who was so kind after I cleared, you know, about... Yeah, maybe 50% of my driveway by hand with a shovel. Uh, he came down today with his snowblower and cleared the rest for me. So you didn't, you didn't stop him. Like, thanks for the help, but I'm part of the uh, international snow shovelers league. And uh, I need, I need my reps in. You didn't. Uh, at, at that point, I, I was, I was desperate for the help. Um, Oh, okay. Because there was a lot left, and I was... It kind of been my uh, third time clearing that, like, 40-50% of the driveway, because it kept filling in as fast as I could shovel it. Mm. Somebody didn't so, wait till it was done. Uh, no, because, you know, it would have been worse. Because um, I, I knew exactly when I got to this stuff that I hadn't touched before, because it was, it was bad. Anyway, so he was a good guy. But I had... Uh, in my, because uh, I live on a cul-de-sac, up at the top of our cul-de-sac, there's a family, and I don't know how many people live in that house, but they have like eight cars, Kidder. If you've been over, you probably have seen it. I mean, it was so much that most of this summer, they parked three cars down between my and Ken house, Ken's house, just on the street. So they have one of those, you know, forerunner side-by-sides, you know, not quite a car, not quite an ATV, um, kind of a cross between the two. And their teenage boys had been taking that out 
you know, it's like yesterday morning when I was out shoveling, they came whipping around the corner, you know, it's practically sideways, got up to the middle of the cul-de-sac, did a cookie, you know, they were having fun. But last night they got it stuck uh, going <laughs> through. And uh, stuck right in front of my house, of course, at the start of the cul-de-sac. They uh, eventually came and dug a trench. But here's the thing, Kidder. The trench they dug is on the far side of the street from me. So it's not down the middle of the street. It's not near me. It's on the far side of the street. Now, because these guys are teenagers, instead of doing like the proper thing, which would be to shovel it out of the street, they shoveled half of it out of the street and the other half further into the street. Awesome. So now, today, I'm sitting in a thing where I got like eight, maybe ten feet of snow still between me and this channel where I could drive out if I wanted with a nice little berm right at the end of that because they piled snow up digging this stupid four-wheeler out. So that um, is of a little bit of annoyance. And so I'm still snowed in unless the city comes through. So here's open. Eventually. Eventually. They're working on it. Yeah. That sounds about right. I, too, have stupid neighbors and some good neighbors. There was one neighbor who this morning used a snowblower and the dog was actually pulling their small child on a sled. <laughs> so it was like a double duty. Just went up and cleaned, cleaned the sidewalk off and the dog was following, pulling the kid. So was, that was nice of them to clean off the you know quarter inch or inch of uh, snow that was there. But there's others who, you know, when you get your car stuck and they're out snow blowing, they just continue to be a dick and finish what they're doing and go back inside and stare at you from the window and then text their buddy across the street to also just stares at you in the window. I'm like, why? You know, I would have at least thought about helping you, but um, not anymore. Oh, by the way, you know, not that you care, but, uh, you know, your children and animals always come into my property. But that's my problem, I guess. Mm -hmm. right. Kidder's not bitter. Kidder. Oh, I'm not bitter. I just know the power of the law and what's called trespassing. <laughs> eh. What? Uh, speaking of the the law, Kidder, uh, I nearly killed a guy on, uh, on first, on, first uh, step is admission. Yeah, it was on uh, Wednesday night as this storm was starting. I, I nearly killed somebody, and it I mean it was close. So Wednesday night, uh, you guys might recall the storm started off with some lovely freezing rain. Oh yeah, that we. That we, that we got. So I had stopped at uh, the Cashwise up north by my place uh, just to top my tanks off on gas. Um, just always good. Always, I don't know. It's always my policy, especially when the snow starts to fall. 
you know, if you get to half a tank, fill it up because you never know. Filling that up, I come out of the the furthest north back entrance to Cashwise, and I'm just going down that street, kind of between Cashwise and Ace Hardware. And there's the intersection there on 43rd with a stoplight and a crosswalk. And as I'm going down the road, and I'm not going too terribly fast because it's slick out, but I, I you know, I going at a proper speed when all of a sudden I realize as I'm cleaning my, you know, got the wipers going, trying to clean this freezing rain off. And all of a sudden out in front of me, I see here's a guy in a powered wheelchair who is crossing the street at a diagonal, not in the crosswalk, but in the diagonal. The guy is dressed in like dark gray in a black power, you know, wheelchair. And it's like, oh shit, where did you come from? Because that road's a bit on the curvy side. So I'm immediately hitting my brakes, which of course in my car is swerving. So I'm trying to keep control of that. I come to a stop, but I nearly hit the guy. It's like, what the hell are you doing driving down the middle of the lane in the dark, in the freezing rain, wearing black? You know, you just use the damn crosswalk. You know, it, it, did, did you ask uh, his or her name? No. Was it I a was, dude? It, I believe it was a dude, but I'm. <laughs> I, Kinder, my heart was sitting there pounding out of my chest because I'm like, holy hell. And I still had to go home, mm. get my wife's car because she had or was supposed to work. Uh, she ended up not because our kids ended up with the same crowd I had. So I had to still go and put gas in her car. And so now I'm sitting here like, oh, gee, you know, you're coming off of this experience where you nearly hit somebody. And I'm just like, I don't really want to go back out there. So, mm. but yeah. The question no, I, I was, stop. I, I, oh, I, well, I, I was just curious if it happened to be a former food and facilities chair when we were on the residence hall boards at UND. Because if you remember that gentleman would cruise around and our first year there was a blizzard and he was out cruising around in that and ended up getting himself stuck on the sidewalk and somebody happened to be walking by as he's got the stick jolted toward the you know driving forward and he's, the wheels are going and somebody pushed him and he just kept going he didn't even <laughs> say thanks yeah or he'd try and run us down in the concrete hallways. Remember that? Yeah. Just, yeah. I was I, curious. Yeah. No, I, it, it really was. It was one of those like, man, why are you on the road? No lights, no reflectors, nothing to catch anybody's attention. You know, and of course, I'm watching like the interstate or the intersection, looking at the lights, trying to judge because again, roads are slick. You know, got to slow down. Is the light going to be green? Am I going to try to look at all of that stuff? I'm not looking for person in wheelchair coming up my lane. Not even in the side, just up my lane, like up the middle of it. That's yeah. what Howard gets for, for judging lights again. You know, you're just not supposed to judge him, Howard. You, this is this is 2022. You're not supposed to judge. The, the lights are what they're going to be. Okay. 
I'm I'm just saying, you know, if, if you're in a power <laughs> wheelchair in a rainstorm, don't jaywalk. Don't do this. Especially at night. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't drive down the middle of the street. Yeah. You know, sim simple things. That's how it goes. Well, I'm glad that you didn't find the electric wheelchair with your bumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't even want to think about uh, reporting that one to the cops and how that conversation would go. <laughs> you know, plus, nor would I, I really want to be in the paper as guy hits, you know, person in motorized wheelchair because you mm -hmm. just you just don't win in that. You don't, you know. Well, so. I mean, the, the wheelchair definitely wouldn't win. Yeah, so that that's kind of been my snow stories, and as I said, I'm I'm stuck here until the city comes and takes care of the rest of the street. Unless I do a lot of digging, and I don't want to dig all that out. I still got to dig out one sidewalk. So, brother Nico and Ruboy Kyle just said that I should put a plow in the front of my car. <clears throat> so I mean, if uh, if you got some steel sitting around, just put it on one of the bumpers of one of your vehicles and just go. You're fine. I was kind of in I'm the same boat as you, Howard. I I shoveled out my sidewalk just like a one shovel width, and then I went down the one side of my car and cleared behind it to the street level. And then I looked, and I was like, there's like eight to ten feet before I can get to where people have driven on my street still, and it's two feet deep. So then I, I texted Kidder. I was like, hey, is JS Gunslinger out helping people dig out again this year because if he is i'd really like him to come help me and sure enough he showed up this afternoon and got got me going with this snowblower and cleaned out my driveway my sidewalks and a couple of my neighbors even he he went all the way or his nephew actually came along and helped with the push snowblower and he went all the way down both directions on my street and cleared the sidewalk for everybody so that was awesome of both of them big shout out for for helping me out there yeah you have to admit js is a is a great guy with, yeah, with he is. He does that. I, I hooked him so. up with some beers. I knew he liked the chewy ones, so I made sure he got a Chernyakoshka. <laughs> yeah, I, I told my uh, my wife because our our littlest one, she's sick, and you know if things got bad, we would have to try and get her to the emergency room. Which, as I said, I, I'm not getting out anytime. I was. I told her I said the first thing I'm doing is calling Kidder and getting JS's number because I'm sure JS would come and help me get out or at least if anybody thing transport so it's nice, yeah, to, nice to know that he's out there he didn't unfortunately have his skid steer ready for winter i don't know if he didn't have the bucket on it or what exactly that means but he had a like a lawn tractor with a snowblower attachment on the front of it and then a manual snowblower it'll do its thing it's just you know not always as fast yep exactly <laughs> it, it got the job done and my driveway and the parking spots on the street that i use look fantastic and uh, as of this point we don't have any video from earlier this year of him doing shitties in the parking <laughs> lots and with with the skid steer <clears throat> I, I did send a picture of him driving his uh snowblower so i'm sure howard will put that up at some point or future probably howard put it up, i should say yeah i was gonna say future howard probably already has had it up he's on no one tell the future though <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true when when future kidder and future uh local geek go back to look at this and and go what all did future howard do gotta keep an eye he does stuff There's, he does things happen. 
That's why I make sure I keep giving him beer so that he doesn't do too bad of things. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to help you. I've given him all kinds of beer. And sometimes he's still an ass to me. <laughs> you you got to give him good beer, Kidder. I give him great beer. Have you given him cold smoke? I can't. I can't uh, <laughs> illegally obtain cold smoke because you know I don't go to Montana. I try and stay away from Montana. I don't know why. Probably just because Howard left. There's a reason Howard left Montana. <laughs> um, pay and benefits. <laughs> See, there's a reason. So I can't go to Montana anymore. <laughs> I am excited to see what you think of that other one that I gave you, Howard, from uh, Kettle House. Yeah, I'm in, I'm excited to try it, and um, it might have to be my first one once this crud is gone and I'm back to drinking. I will say I did enjoy that one. I, I know when I sent the text message, I said I would give it to you guys if it would provide content, but I actually did enjoy it and thought you might as well. I have some content. <laughs> what do you mean i uh in the care package from local geek which i appreciate the the tasty mini dna and the cold smoke but i open it up and in the bag i see a turd and i'm like really local geek why would you put this in a bag no, it, it wasn't actual feces, but it could be. It's a death by coconut. <laughs> if you like coconut, that one is actually not terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I'm I'm sorry to say, I hate coconut. <laughs> <laughs> then you probably will not like that one. I despise coconut. I hate the taste. I hate the texture. Most of the time, I don't even know why it's on this planet. What? I saw that and I went, are you trying to kill me? Because death is in the title and so is coconut. Are you trying to kill me? If so, I should just drink it now. Uh, speak, speaking of this, Kidder, as you're pondering this question, um, remind me, because I clearly forgot the first what's on tap. When we get to what's on tap round two, as I'm sure there will be, um, I won't be drinking a beer, but um, I may have a uh, a beer review from my dad. Well, that's that's good enough for a what's on tap times two. So let's go for it. Yeah, I'm empty. Uh Huh. Your dad has made or, more than one appearance on the, or he's made one appearance on the spreadsheet anyway. Uh, he has, and you gotta love uh, reviews from my dad because they're always, always good. Um, so my uh, my parents came over um, for Halloween because you know everybody wants to see the kids in their costumes, but if we go out to my wife's parents place and my parents place and you know my brother lives in town the kids wouldn't get to really do any they'd spend more time in the car uh to do all that so my parents came in and as they were pulling up i i, I quickly ran out to my beer fridge grabbed a particular uh beer uh kidder you've had this one uh from the distilled brewing company and their world 
Sour Series. It was none other than the Key Lime Pie Beer. Hmm, yes. And uh, as my dad uh, came in, uh, he 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 made the joke of trick or beer, and I handed it to him, and I said, it could either be good or it could be bad. It could be a trick or it could be a treat. And, uh, uh-oh. It looks like both of you guys are frozen. I see. No, we're fine. Back. But we hear you just fine. We're we're fine. You, are you fine? We're fine, guys. Apparently, he can't hear guys. us, but we can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> this is a sign. Howard needs to upgrade his internet. Well, now hey, he's he's, back. he's moving again now. Hmm. Hey, you guys are alive again. We we were oh, able we... to hear you the whole time, but you weren't moving. So see, I, I and don't I, know how I much the uh, recording got, but yeah, see, and I looked over and and Kidder was was looking at his computer screen, all frozen, and local geek had unfortunately caught you in like mid cough. So it's like, oh, great. So I'm like, I think, I, think cough, I might have lost cough, Hack hack is back. Hey, we we had a title for a episode titled that. Mm -hmm. I know that's why I said he's back. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see where was I? Uh, he showed up. I gave him this key lime pie beer, and uh, he gave it a try. Um, he he did drink all of it, but he did tell me it's the worst beer he's ever had, and that I've ever given him. That's pretty low praise. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the crap that he drinks, uh, I don't know how. Maybe his taste buds are just that skewed. Well, he's not one for sours, is, is the first thing. Um, but, yeah, I know he didn't like it at all. He, uh, he, it took him forever to get through it. He, he took it when we went out trick-or-treating. Um, <laughs> he just kept griping about it. <laughs> I just told him said it was a trick or a treat. Apparently, it was a trick this uh, this time. So, hmm. not a fan. Not a fan of the the uh, key lime pie beer. My mom also tried it. She made quite the uh, the sour face. I think there was something hmm. comment made along the lines of why the hell would you drink that? Hmm. So it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. <clears throat> Gotta like the sours or not. Yeah. Is what it is. I I enjoyed it. I, I don't think it's, you know, quite to the hundred percentile of being a piece of pie, but it's it's pretty close. I mean, it's like right there. I'll have to save one. I, I still have two left in my fridge. I'll have to save one for you, local geek, and see what you think of it. That sounds good. I, I enjoy sours. I'm intrigued by that one. Yeah, I mean, it it, it tastes like a, a little bit overly sour key lime pie. I enjoy it, but yeah, it's not my dad's thing. By no means my dad's thing. He's a very strict, no fruit and beer guy, kind of like myself. Um, except he'll be far more vocal about it if it 
Mm-hmm. So what are you guys having for round two? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I've got the uh, 2021 mini DNA, so I'm going to go ahead and pour one of those. Make some noise. We need we need the action shots. <laughs> Here we go. Uh-oh. That one held on to some foam. Gonna have to let this settle down before I can pour any more of it. So what do you have in Kidder? Well, as much as I feel like dying, I might just uh, hang on to this for JS Gunslinger. <laughs> he may like that one if he likes coconut. I don't know if he likes coconut, but uh, since I'm showing it and talking about it, it is an Irish style porter brewed with coconut and chocolate, 6.5% alcohol by volume, and it's 12 fluid ounces from the Oscar Blues Brewery and Ball Corporation Aluminium in this. And you can find them in Longmont, Colorado. Brevard, North Carolina, and Austin, Texas, and online, I'm sure, at uh, their brewing website. So, we're going to just put that one right back here in the fridge. <clears throat> just kind of kind of put that uh, right over there, I think. Well, we're, we're talking about uh, sours, so how about, and uh, I'm going to wait because I have a glass for this. <clears throat> dealer's choice really let's go with this one this one's from a north, nice North Dakota brewery the rhombus guys brewery Fargo and Grand Forks there you go picture of rhombus brewing company this one is the American amber ale an illusion nice Nice can on, on there, the nice label. And they've been brewing and canning at Rhombus Guys in Grand Forks on South 3rd Street. If you haven't visited their brewery, you're missing out. About the beer. To make this satisfying amber ale, we combined. Uh, I got to read here. Uh, Simcoe, Azaka, and Centennial Hops with crystal hops and a hint of chocolate malt, a touch of citrus plus notes of toffee and caramel equals a delicate balance between the hops and the malt. The only illusion here is how quickly your can will be empty. There's 12 fluid ounces here, eight or uh, 5.8 alcohol by volume. And an IBU of 30. So we'll give it a shot. Of course, out of, of El Forco Grande, we'll put her in the Fighting Sioux Yeti. Get that uh, rolling. Local Geek, have you visited uh, Rambus Guys Brewing or their pizza place at all? I have been to the one in Fargo, but at the time, I don't believe they were brewing. 
Well, if you get up to El Forco Grande, make sure you visit both Rhombus Guys and Rhombus Guys Brewing right around the corner in a separate building. They have uh, slightly different menus. Obviously, the main location focuses on their pizza, which is really good. It is. In fact, the Thai chicken is my favorite. That is one of my favorites as well. It's Like I said, it's been a while since I've been there, but I do remember that that was a delicious pizza. Very tasty. All right. This one. Uh, light notes on the hop end of it, so that's good. Kind of smell the, the malt and the chocolatey notes uh, coming out of the top of the can. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting because you do get the smooth chocolatiness right on the uh, top of your palate. And then uh, just a little enough of the hops where it doesn't beat you over the head. So nice. Not bad. I, uh, I would give that a solid three because, as you know, I'm not a, a huge hops person most of the time. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like Howard, where the chocolatey notes don't always belong in beer. I don't know. But I do like a Guinness. So <laughs> it is what it is. <sighs> Not too bad. Thanks, local geek. Yeah, and uh, finally got a chance to have a little taste of this 2021 mini DNA. The, the beer in the bottle still good. It's not skunky, so that's good news. I wasn't sure. entirely sure. Being it is about a year old. Um, but there is definitely a big flavor difference between this year's batch and last year's batch. This uh, this one's a little more sour and uh, more blueberry, as you mentioned earlier. Gotta say, I like that one better, but did you? That's that's just me. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Can't wait to see what Howard's reaction is when he <laughs> thaws out. <laughs> so, Howard, have you been following any hockey action? A uh, little bit, little bit. Not really our teams, just kind of of the uh, of the news. Such as uh, everybody being upset about the uh, Kaprizov for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he got thrown out of a game uh, recently um, for a high hit to the face. Probably warranted being a major. Don't know if it really was a misconduct. Uh, so follow that. Uh, and then uh, he was also fined New for York that. Islander. He was fined $5,000, the maximum fine. So there's that. Uh, other than that, the other big news story that I've kind of at least seen a little bit on was uh, the injury to New York Islanders Evander Kane. He actually got cut with a skate on his hand and immediately had to leave the game, which that's a can be a very, very uh, dangerous um, injury. So wishing him the best to make a recovery. I guess he had a surgery and <clears throat> I don't know when he's going to be back, but it was kind of scary. Um, 
Avalanche had a couple injuries lately too. Uh, light injury bug going around. In fact, uh, uh, Valerie Nachushkin is out for about uh, one to one and a half months because of surgery. Had to have that. So wishing him the best. Apparently, a bunch of Sioux players uh, have also been injured, and so they're kind of scraping people to create a, a lineup, which leads me to tonight's score of against Denver in Grand Forks. Uh, Denver three, you're fighting Sioux two. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, this would have been Wednesday night. I'm trying to remember what day it would have been, but Wednesday night, Avs played in uh, Denver, and it was the uh, Hockey Fights Cancer night. So the special jerseys, the lavender-type colored pregame warm-up jerseys, and then they auction them off for cancer uh, charities and, and whatnot. Um, the, the game, very somber note to it because uh, actually it was it was last night because we were doing the show, so it was Thursday. But a very somber note because uh, Peter McNabb uh, passed away earlier this week, uh, end of last weekend actually on Sunday, and he had been part of uh, the Avalanche and the Altitude organization for 27 years since the team moved to Denver and has been part of the Avs broadcasts every every show, every game in some some fashion, working with the community, working with the team. And uh, he had just uh, announced uh, in the spring that he had beaten cancer. And so, unfortunately... Peter's not uh, with us anymore, but his spirit lives on and uh, misses stories during the game and uh, just just making making uh, Mark Mosier laugh and laughing at the stories with those guys. You know, the the, the two of them really did a great job. Mark Mosier's still on the call uh, and he does a great job, too. But uh, they really did a great job to make you feel part of the game. You know, you're watching it with with your buddies, which, of course, is what we try and do here on this show is wherever, whenever, however you're watching or listening, we're trying to bring you in and make you part of the show as well. But uh, they did a great job of that. And uh, Peter will be missed. And they had a nice tribute to Peter, uh, both in the arena and in the broadcast and the uh, crowd for over a, a solid minute. A, a huge standing ovation in Peter's memory. So rest in peace, Peter McNabb. Thanks for your stories, analysis, insight, and um, and your fun that you brought to the to the broadcast. I know it's kind of a a, a downer note, but there's been a, a couple other passings this week as well. I believe Howard has some information because I happened to come across it, but uh, one of them yeah. being one of the founding members of Alabama. I'm trying to remember some of the others who have passed this week. It's been a few again. 
Uh, yeah, I wasn't going to get into all that right now, Kidder, but since you brought it up, um, actually about an hour or so before uh, we went live here, I saw uh, that Kevin Conroy passed away. Uh, people might remember him as the voice of Batman in the Batman animated series, along with uh, he reprised that role uh, opposite Mark Hamill's Joker for the uh, Arkham Batman games. So that was kind of a shocker to see that uh, he had passed. He had, um, was 66 years old and just actually fairly recently diagnosed with cancer. So this was a pretty quick decline. So saw that one. Gallagher passed away. I saw that today. So if you are a Gallagher fan or just hate fruit, uh, our condolences to you. Uh, and Dan McCafferty, the lead singer of the Scottish band Nazareth, passed away on November 8th. And he was 76. The hair of the dog. Well, uh, cheers, a tribute to them, everybody. Maybe if you know somebody or another celebrity or somebody that was influential in your life has recently passed, uh, cheers and our condolences. So, Kidder, you've been watching anything interesting as of late? Or the local geek, whichever, whoever wants to jump in first. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot interesting lately. Um, trying to think. The little guy hasn't been into a whole lot of new stuff either. He's been really into a show called Deepa and a Noop on Netflix. And the new season of that just came out. So we've been working our way through that one. For me, uh, haven't watched a whole lot of new programming. Um, been working my way through star trek prodigy and uh, i think you guys would really enjoy that series because it uh, is meant for newer star trek fans you know it's technically a, a what's that look howard what i just just the way that you said that you know you guys would enjoy it it's like it was hard to say like you didn't quite believe it yourself as you were saying it Oh, well, I apologize for that. I didn't want to belch into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a little carbonation in, in uh, the, the mini DNA there. So I didn't want to, yeah, <clears throat> you know. So I apologize. You guys should watch this show because it's great for new Star Trek fans or people who are maybe not as familiar with the Star Trek universe as me or Big D. It's an animated show specifically designed for Nickelodeon through Paramount Plus. And so, yes, in the overall scheme of things, it would be more directed toward children. As we talked about this, you know, uh, before and in, in the show, but it is still as someone who enjoys Star Trek like I do, watching this is still very interesting. See where they're pulling story ideas from, how they're incorporating other things from the Star Trek universe. Uh, the hologram on the ship is 
Catherine Janeway's hologram. And so it's nice to hear Kate Mulgrew reprise her role as Catherine Janeway. And so it just kind of continues. So that is going through the second half of the first season. And that's on Paramount+. Plus. And I think they even have uh, some, or at least one of the U- uh, episodes on YouTube or something. So if you want to watch it for free, if you don't have Paramount+, Plus, I would recommend that you watch it. The opening credits are pretty nice, too. Michael Giacchino uh, composed the theme song for the show. And, of course, you know, with uh, his track record of various shows that he's worked on, including, yes, Howard, your favorite Star Trek movies, the 2009 movie, 2011 and 2013 movies, did the soundtracks for those. But you may also remember Alias and uh, other various J.J. Abrams uh, films and TV shows, including Alias. I also want to say that that he's worked on some of the Star Wars uh, shows or movies as well, but that's purely speculation at this point. Uh, as for outside the Star Trek realm of things, um, it's kind of a hiatus with the shows that I've been able to watch in Disney Plus, you know, the Marvel series. Uh, waiting for the second season of Loki to be released. There's um, <clears throat> a couple other shorts that I'm interested in uh, trying to watch here with the, the I Am Groot series. They're little shorts. See how those are. And what was brought to my attention this past week is a show I need to watch is starring David Tennant, you know. It's a show called Inside Man, and it's on Netflix. So, apparently, it is really good. It's a short series. From my understanding, there are four hour-ish episodes, and it's supposed to be good. So I'm looking for to carve some time out, maybe tonight or tomorrow. I can hope. Start watching that, or maybe watch all of them and see see what it, uh, what it is. In fact, um, right now there's four episodes. <laughs> so we'll see if more come out or not. Other than that, haven't been to any movies lately. Been interested to see the new Black Panther movie because that's out. Uh, same thing with Black Adam, just to see how they are and how they hold up. Waiting on season two of Peacemaker. John Cena had recently shared a promo art for that of his hand kind of doing like this, more of a piece, and then eagerly, just like sitting on, on his finger. Or on his hand, I guess. He's he's doing the... You know what I mean. Anyway, it is what it is. So hopefully some good stuff coming out here in the next uh, little bit. And about two months, 
until Star Trek Picard season three airs and we can see if it's good or if it's another train wreck. It will be interesting to see how the uh, DC cinematic universe goes uh, now that they have taken and put James Gunn uh, into the Kevin Feige position of running it. So it, yeah, they sniped uh, him. Uh, I don't know that they sniped him. I, I um, know he got fired and well, blah, blah, controversy. Wait, this is your segment. You're supposed to do controversy. Go for it, Howard. Well, I mean, there wasn't a lot of controversy. Uh, some people dug up some really old tweets that James Gunn had made. Disney fired him, and uh, there was a lot of backlash on that, including the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy saying, yeah, we're not coming back if he's not back. So they brought him back so that they can finish what they want to do with Guardians of the Galaxy. But in that time break, uh, he was given the opportunity to do the Suicide Squad sequel um which then yeah, spun the off the peacemaker series <laughs> yeah um and they've kind of offered him the ability to kind of be like the head executive producer for all of the dc movies going forward something that they had kind of put Zack snyder uh in charge of and then they had problems with the whole snyder verse and it's related to spider-man no no spider-man has nothing to do with any of this well, you uh, said Zach Snyderverse. It sounds like a Spider-Verse, but but worse. How could it be worse uh, than Spider-Man? Because <laughs> uh, these movies were kind of bad. Um, yeah, they suck. The, the Snyderverse started with Man of Steel. Then had Batman versus Superman. And then the Justice League movie. The first Suicide Squad movie was in there. It, it, and it was all supposed to be connected it was supposed to be dc's answer to the marvel cinematic universe um but zach snyder kind of has his here's my vision here it's, it's got to be this way like they just finally released his actual director's cut of the justice league which actually makes the movie decent whereas before it was it was bad because they kicked him off the movie and then put josh whedon in and whedon tried to salvage it, it yeah it's a mess so but uh as for what i've been watching i've been watching a new series with uh the missus uh it's called the lincoln lawyer um it's on netflix it follows a character by the name of mickey holler he's a defense attorney um he's called the lincoln lawyer because he doesn't really have an office he He's in Los Angeles and traveling to all the different courthouses. He basically works out of his uh, out of his Lincoln. So that's why it's called that. But it's he in this particular series, um, he is a recovering drug addict. He was in a surfing accident and went through several surgeries, got addicted to painkillers. And he's coming off of that. And all of a sudden, another fellow defense attorney is killed and for some reason, even though they weren't close, left Mickey the entirety of his practice. And so it's kind of him trying to deal with all these new cases, including a really big one, and trying to figure out what the other guy was doing. And But it's really good. A lot of great humor to it. Um, if you like courtroom dramas, it's, it's really good. It's got a good mystery to it. It's based off the novel um, uh, by um, Michael Connolly. So 
we've been enjoying that and uh it's good it's uh it, it's really good so this is the same base content for the movie with matthew mcconaughey same character so um and technically so matthew the one with matthew mcconaughey it was the first book in the series uh this series is picking up with the second book so kind of not that it's a, a direct sequel but that's kind of where they chose to pick up the story instead of trying to rehash what was already done with the michael mcconaughey movie but hmm. it's good it's uh I'm enjoying it. Enjoying it. That's kind of what they did with Limitless. If you, if either of you remember the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, where he creates the like a pill and he basically unlocks like a hundred percent of your brain capacity and you're super smart and can do a bunch of, of stuff. And then, you know, he makes ends up making a fortune out of it. The CBS made a series out of it where he floats in and out, but uh, it's characters who end up uh, interacting with those pills and kind of the controversy and things because they're hired on to help solve crimes. And it's a really good series. And then CBS canned it. But Forgot to mention, I've also uh, speaking of CBS, I've been also watching the second season of CSI Las Vegas, which kind of fits into what we're talking about, where it's not specifically a continuation of the series, the original CSI, which took place in Las Vegas, but it's more of a continuation with different stories and new cast members with uh, the first season, uh, Bill Grissom. Uh, was in the series uh, William Peterson, but uh, his character's name Bill Grissom. Uh, they floated in and out, and then the second season, they're like, "Nah, eh, we're not going to be in it, but we'll work as as uh, like executive or associate producers uh, to help consult on the series." And then they brought back uh, Marg Helgenberg to reprise her role. And she has been in season two as they continue that. They're trying to make it like the original CSI, which is great, but I miss the original characters from CSI. They, they were really the ones who made the series for me. When some of the characters had left, that's when I had stopped watching <laughs> which, you know, that's kind of why. And I didn't watch until the finale. So it's interesting that, you know, four or five odd years, however many years it's been since the finale of the original show ended, and then they're continuing it with this new iteration. I don't think there was enough time in there for them to get the giant fancy lab facility and... Uh, all of the extra features, but you know, it's a story and it's, it's a TV series that's fictional. So anyway, what else are you watching? I, I was going to say that too. I, uh, me and the wife have actually been watching a uh, CBS show that, uh, 
It ended around 2010 or 11. It's called Numbers, the three for the second E. It's a great show revolved around a FBI uh, agent and his brother who's a mathematician, and they use math to solve a lot of crimes. And uh, we actually watched my favorite episode last night, so the finale of season three called The Janus List. Uh, I was going to say, Kidder, uh, I haven't seen Numbers, but um, as you were describing CSI, uh, they're about to do that with Criminal Minds. They're bringing back. That's yes. kind of a continuation on Paramount so that, Plus. So that's that's on its way. Uh, well, as crim- for Criminal uh, Minds Evolved or something like that, or Evolution or something. Uh, yeah. I yeah. saw the, the photo for it, and, and I haven't watched Criminal Minds since Mandy Patenkin left the show. Because to me, he was part of what made the show from when it started, like season one and two. Lost interest after that. Never watched anything because the most, if not all, of the CBS drama crime shows like that fall into the exact same formula for almost every episode. And while I like watching it, it gets very tiring. And FBI and their two offshoots of FBI. Uh, I watched one episode of FBI because. Uh, let's see, it would have been uh, one of the series or season premieres recently, but it was on Paramount Plus. And uh, I'm trying to remember the actor's name, but uh He has been on several shows, including L.A. to Vegas, which was a hilarious show on Fox that got canned after pretty much one season, which was stupid because that show was brilliant. And uh, one of his co-stars was on Man in the High Castle. And interestingly enough, on one of the other FBI offshoot series, one of the other cast members from man in the high castle is an FBI agent. So it's interesting how they're still floating around there, but um, uh, I've almost had his name twice now and it's disappeared, (laughs) but uh, he's got dark hair, kind of a skinny face and usually uh, stubble on his face. And um, he's been on, on uh, Dylan McDermott. I think is his name. Anyway, they all kind of follow the same sort of like this and then this and then this. (sighs) I I did not like FBI. In fact, the missus got up and said, "Uh, we don't have to finish this. I was just interested in seeing how the people from Man in the High Castle uh, act on this show and the, the plot and everything in the episode was so fictitious and ridiculous that it was just over the top. I mean, it, I, I don't want to watch any more episodes. It's the same thing with nine one one on Fox. Terrible. This it's terrible. Or the rookie I, on ABC. Anyway, I, I will say, Kidder, uh, I, I have watched a good chunk of Criminal Minds past Manny Patinkin leaving. And it, it actually they did pretty well. Like 
yes, it did suck when he left, um, but they were able to carry on in a fairly interesting way, and it didn't fall. It, it that show never really fell into the same like or the trap of like every episode is the same kind of procedurally. They they really did some interesting things later on, so it was. It was good. With, uh, I enjoyed it. Shay Shay Moore is that his name, right? Who later went on to SWAT? I think so. One of the yeah. lead investigators. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, things that I've been watching, uh, Kidder, and actually, this has been more of listening to, but kind of in a way, uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff at work that I've needed just something to listen to. There's been a lot of typing. Uh, and so I've been listening to, uh, there's a YouTuber out there named Rob Anger. His channel is called Collective Learning. I believe is that, if I got it wrong, Future Howard will save me on this. Um, but he does movie analysis, like deep, deep movie analysis. And I've been uh, listening to a lot of his analysis of the movie The Shining, so the Stanley Kubrick film. Uh Either of you guys really familiar with The Shining? Never seen it. Same. Wow. Okay. Not interested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, Kidder, it doesn't surprise me that you hadn't seen it. Um, I know you're not really a horror movie fan and such. So, I, Derek, I didn't know. So, but it was it. Yes, that's that where one. what's his what's his name like is trying to get into the small bathroom, right? And uh, puts the axe through the bathroom door and then sticks his face through the hole, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, yeah, at it's, least you know uh, what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a nineteen uh, eighties movie, loosely based off the Stephen King novel. Um, in fact, it's pretty notorious that Stephen King hated. Uh, Kubrick's adaption of The Shining. Um, but it follows a small family, uh, Jack, Wendy Torrance, and their, I said that terribly, Jack and Wendy Torrance and their son, Danny, uh, who are staying over uh, winter as the winter caretakers of the Overlook Hotel, a hotel in the high uh, Colorado Rockies. Uh, they are the only ones there in isolation, taking care of the building. Uh, Danny has a supernatural ability called The Shining, um, which is a little bit allows him to read minds, but a little bit allows him to see the future. And basically, while they're there, his dad, who is a former alcoholic, um, basically starts to lose it and go mad as the hotel turns to corrupt him and and such. Is that Jack Nicholson? Yes. Yep, it stars uh, Jack Nicholson and uh, Shelley Duvall is uh, Wendy. And I'll say, it's a movie I first saw, gosh, I was in middle school when I first saw and uh, I will tell you on my first viewing, I thought it was a terrible movie. Um, because <laughs> Well, we were supposed to be, like we were watching because it, it was like our Halloween. Hey, we're gonna watch a scary movie, and it's surprisingly not that scary. Um, Kubrick 
in part of his kind of take with it kind of like he put the supernatural elements into it but at the same time it's not really your classic ghost story you know usually if you're in the haunted house or you know building it's dark and cobwebs and things like that and there's no cobwebs and usually it's all well lit um usually if the ghosts are appearing it's in a brightly lit spot and so it like it doesn't come off scary is kind of the the general take but there's a lot of things that he does kind of throughout that to mess with you um including purposely having continuity errors um to represent if you've seen any horror movies with ghosts you you probably know the trope where like the camera moves over to show something and moves back and the furniture is rearranged well kubrick kind of did that very subtly not making a point of it, but just having things appear and disappear in the background and such. Like uh, Future Howard. Is kind of, yes, like Future Howard in some some aspects. Uh, he made the, the building itself, so the whole set of the Overlook is completely impossible. Like people have tried to match it up to things. Windows that should be looking outside really would be facing a wall and things like that. And it's just to create this disorienting effect. It's, he did a lot of uh, really kind of cool things. And this Rob Anger guy does a really amazing job of breaking down a lot of symbolism and such that Kubrick works throughout. And it's, it's really just fascinating to listen to. So I've been, I've been listening to a lot of that and um, it's got me wanting to, to go back and watch the shining again. Um, I have watched it since I watched it in middle school and I have come to enjoy the movie for what it is. Um, and, and it's, it, it's all right. I, I'm not a huge Kubrick fan. I think a lot of people give him a lot of credit for a lot of genius, but I will tell you of like the four movies I've seen of his, uh, I haven't enjoyed any of them. I think the shining is the one that I've come to love the most, but I've seen others like Full Metal Jacket and um, Doctor Strange Love, and just been like, "Well, I saw something. Um, don't, don't know how I should feel about this." And you know, and that's just kind of the way Kubrick is. I don't think you watch his movies for like enjoyment. I think you watch his movies to think, is is, and to analyze and to break it down what he's trying to say. But that said, as I was doing this, um, another channel popped up, and I was curious if you guys are familiar with this YouTube channel called Cinema Sins. Either of you guys seen this? Nope. I just watch our stuff on YouTube, or the mm. KRD and Weather Stream. Well, all right. So let me let me let me rant a little bit here about this channel called Cinema Sins. Um, I have watched some of it. It also kind of is a look at movies, but what they do is they go through the entire movie and point out every sin, everything wrong with the movie, and they keep kind of they have a running total at the top. Um, and I used to watch this because it was kind of an interesting, I, like I. I started to watch it thinking, ah, this will be interesting to see maybe some of the things people point out. Maybe it's continuity errors, maybe it's mistakes, cliches, just bad writing. But uh, it's a little bit of satire that they have 
kind of got put into it. And so now they like sin things for the stupidest of reasons. Um, so like no movie is anywhere close to perfect or good in their eyes. Like every movie when you watch through, it's like has 130 sins throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's just kind of stupid. Um, avoid that one. That's a, uh, I'll tell you, if you haven't started watching it, 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 it'll make you mad. Especially if you go in and watch something that like a movie that you love, it will annoy you and make you angry. So, because even though they're doing it for satire, just the things they pick on, it's just like, gosh, this is stupid. Nobody cares about this. So I wish I had a better example. I did when I originally wanted to talk about this last week. And, um, you know, I've been a week removed since I last watched any of these, but yeah, that's what I've been watching as of late. Well, we're kind of still on the subject of uh, podcasts and horror stuff. Do you guys mind if I plug a friend's podcast? Go for it. It's uh, it's called He Hears You. And it's a friend of mine who wrote a horror anthology. And his podcast is basically he's reading this anthology in a different order than the book is written, but in a way that makes the storytelling aspect of it make a little more sense. He's a, he's a local Bismarck guy named Luke Ganji. He, uh, he's moved out to Portland now, but he's, he's doing really well. I like how he's done it. He gets into character when he's reading it and makes it really interesting. You know, if there's a movie that you want to watch to make you think and to appreciate the cinematic and graphic masterpiece of the time, you should watch the 4K remastered director's cut of Star Trek The Motion Picture. Phenomenal. No. 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 Oh, you should. You should. It's good for you. It's like drinking straight whiskey. It's good for your soul. Which Star Wars episode is that again? Oh. (laughs) If Star Wars only had the balls, which they... Uh, it, It actually they do. But Mel Brooks made that movie first. Star Wars? That's it's true. Spaceballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see a Schwartz is as big as mine. Should we talk yes. about how I fell asleep to the history of the world part one? <laughs> <laughs> Howard remembers. Hey. Uh, uh, yeah. I think he was asleep too. <laughs> yeah. Not my favorite Mel Brooks film. Um I enjoy Spaceballs. I enjoy Robin Hood Men with Tights, Blazing Saddles. I, I enjoy all of those. I fell asleep uh, during Blazing Saddles, too. That's Most just your it, loss. Actually. Eh, it's fine. I, uh, I, I I have watched here a couple of them. Um, you can find, you know, there are YouTubers who they react to, like, old movies and such. What's a great one is people reacting to Blazing Saddles when they haven't watched it for the first time. Yeah. Because it doesn't take too long before they drop the first N-word in there. And you just watch these people like, oh, oh, oh. I don't know if I should be watching this movie. You couldn't make that movie today. You you, you could not. Kind of a you related could, story to try. that. One of, one of my friend's uh, daughter is in middle school, I want to say. And they were reading an older book. I, I want to say To Kill a Mockingbird, but I'm not 100% certain. And it had the N-word in it. And she has never heard this word in her life and was reading the book aloud in class and said it because it was in the print. And everybody's like, oh, and she didn't know what she had done. And the teacher had to kind of pull her aside and explain to her, like, most people skip over that word because of what it means. And she's like, I've never heard it in my life. I didn't know what it meant. Yeah, that's maybe not a book to 
do read out loud in. Right. You know, that's, that's kind of what I was thinking or, you know, make the kids aware, like, especially as we are moving away from that being a common word. Yeah. You know, if, if you're a teacher and you know, you're going to teach that you got to teach some of that vocabulary beforehand, you know, as like, Hey guys, we're going to be reading this book. Here's a word that you should be, you know, here's what it is. You know, here's what the connotation is. If we're reading it aloud in class, please skip over it. You know, you kind of got to give that direction because, right. I, you know, that word you don't hear, you don't see, you know, all that often or in use anymore. So it, you know, no kid is going to know that. And right. kids get asked to read a lot of old, older books and stories in school. They're not going to be familiar with every word because there's stuff that has dropped out of our vernacular over time. So, yep. Poor kid. <laughs> Poor kid on that one. That was a teacher fail. Right? Yes, me. That was the yeah. only time that uh, I've been called to detention in middle school. Because on the uh, playground after lunch, friend and I were talking about that. And one of the teacher's aides heard me use the N-word. And I got detention and he got detention. So we showed up for detention, said what we did, and they told us to leave. <laughs> like, really? Again, you know, if you, you got to teach the vocab and you got to teach why things might be a problem or what might be, you know, a, an issue, you just, you have to do that. I mean, I taught history and, you know, I would show things such as Civil Civil War movies. I would show things like World War II movies at times. You better believe, you know, if I showed something with civil rights, the N-word's going to be dropped in there, you know, just as a product of the period they're trying to show. It's best to explain that and to let, you know, students know, like, hey, here's what's, you know, what this movie's about. Here's some of the things you might see, and here's some of the reasons why, you know, it's bad and why... You just kind of got to set kids up with that. You can't expect them to have the full context of it. That's why they're in school. Right. They're they're learning. Yeah. <sighs> That's the way to do it. You can't pretend that it's not something that never happened in the past. It's something that did happen, and you just have to learn from it and move on from it. Mm -hmm. And and that's part of it. I mean, even we, we started this out talking about, you know, Mel Brooks and Blazing Saddles. And he even points out, because people have asked him about it, and he goes, you know, if you ever really look at that, it's only the bad guys that use that word in the entire movie. Not as an necessarily excuse for it being in there, but, you know, as he pointed out, it's only the bad people that we really made, you know, do this. But he felt that it needed to be in there because... If you go back in the Wild West, you, that's the language you would have heard. Right. You know, it, you know, there's there's something to be said about authenticity, even in that case where he tries to make it, you know, he's trying to make it funny, but at the same time have a message about it. So I'm having a what's on tap three. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> no, you're not. I, I might be. It's a Starlight Coke. Limited edition. That allegedly expired October 3rd. Yeah, you, you had the, uh, the dream once? No, I haven't been able to find it. <clears throat> I actually pretty much like that one a lot better. It was, uh, I thought it was peach flavored. 
I I had the Dreamland. I liked the Starlight better. Well, next time you come visit, I got a couple cans for you. Oh. Have they expired? Allegedly. <laughs> Can't be proven unless you look at the bottom of the can. Uh, do you guys want some breaking music news? Sure. Let's hear it. We haven't used that graphic in a while. <laughs> Well, good. You, you need to talk before you do that, Kidder. No, I don't. <laughs> Breaking music news, indeed. It was uh, generally reported earlier this week, but you know how speculation is, and I don't like speculating on speculation. I have the 100% good to go on this. It's been confirmed. Lacey Sturm has rejoined the band Flyleaf. She is the original lead singer of the band, and I'm hoping there's going to be some new music. They'll get some new singles out and start killing it again. As yeah, a collective. I was super excited to hear that news. Mm -hmm. She was a fantastic singer for that band. I mean, she was fantastic on her own, too, when she did her own little side project. But yeah, she's been Wiley, solo she music since. And, you know, the other and I can't re recall the. Uh, singer's name who took her place if you will as the lead singer of Flyleaf. She wasn't bad. No, she and wasn't. They had some good music as well, but uh, with Lacey returning to the band, the original band at least as uh, Sonic version back at it, I'm extremely elated that uh, that has happened because you know I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that unless extenuating circumstances occur and like the lead vocalist dies, you know, you really have two options. Go find another band, make a different band or find somebody who sounds exactly like that person, which journey did and Boston did. So I give them props and Allison chains did as well. So I give them props for being able to work with what they have. However, bands like three days, grace, they should not be a band. They should be My Darkest Days because Matt Walst is My Darkest Days, not Adam Gontier, who is no longer with Three Days of Grace. So we've talked about that. I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to get agitated. <laughs> and Howard's like, ah, we're doing this again. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't take it back to the classic of Van Halen. Well, I mean, Van Hagar was all right. You know. I enjoy both. I, I also enjoy both with uh, the one we were just talking about, and I'm blanking their name now. Allison Chains, Journey, Break, Breaking Benjamin, Breaking Benjamin. I wanted to say Breaking Bad, and I knew it was wrong. <laughs> Close. Close. <laughs> the interesting thing with that is they uh, they had uh, kind of come to an impasse, and Ben Burnley on his own because he you know is the creative genius essentially to breaking benjamin it's the band that has his name on in the name of the band put out a greatest hits and then the band members were pissed because they made an updated version of blow me away featuring the other band valora they got into a lawsuit no music was made but then they ended up uh getting the ruling 
that Ben Burnley was correct. It is his band. He has the creative rights on it. It's his name on it. He was able to move forward. Bam, new band members. They move forward, make some awesome new music, and keep on going from there. So I love when that happens because it's the original sound. And you think about this, right? The three of us make a band, and one of us is the vocalist. Distinct voice for whether it's any of the three of us. A distinct sound coming out of the band. And then we leave, die, whatever the case is. Somebody else comes in, or one of you guys starts, you know, one of the other three of us starts singing. That's a different band. Sure, it's some of the same members, but still. Any other music thoughts, local geek? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I haven't heard a lot of new stuff on Octane in the last couple of weeks here, but the news about Flyleaf, like I said, that really made me happy to hear. They they will be playing the upcoming festival, Sick New World, New Metal Festival. So, where's what, that at? Well, it's funny that you ask because I will click and I will find out. <laughs> Let's just take a look here. Oh, okay, it's good. This also gives us some background information with Flyleaf. So, Lacey Sturm left the band in 2012 so 10 years ago she left uh, Kristen may joined the group at that point and was with them for four years and left in 2016 flyleaf have been on hiatus for the past six years now that she's back in the band They'll debut their new lineup at Sick New World Music Festival, which is a giant new metal event in Las Vegas that will feature System of a Down, Corn, The Deftones, Incubus, Evanescence, and much, much more. So far, they have not explained the singer's reunion with the group. I, I have only... a theory on that. Oh, she left the band because she had a child. So that child is now roughly 10 years old. So my theory is, you know, she's the child's now kind of starting to go off and do their own things and not spending as much time with mom and dad. So Lacey's got more free time again. Um, interestingly enough, uh, I think if I remember, correct me if I'm wrong. But you and I were at the Skillet show, correct? Yes. We ran into each other. <clears throat> the awesome thing, well, sad and awesome thing is, and I'm blanking her name out of Skillet, uh, the uh, drummer. Jen Ledger? Yes. She was, she was sick, and she's the backup vocalist mm -hmm. because they're married, correct? Uh, not those two so leads lead singer in the in the drummer isn't it those two or is it i know it's the other girl that's married to him okay <laughs> we're, we're getting the web picked <laughs> together you know it's not like we actually research this shit before we do it so <laughs> give us a break <laughs> a side note there too uh at that skillet concert uh luke who 
did the podcast I plugged earlier was with me in that one. That Which, was the name was of on, that uh, show on his birthday. That podcast again. Uh, he hears you. Uh, Lacey Sturm was filling in for Jen Ledger on that, uh, at least our show. I don't know if it was multiple shows or or what was going on, but at least for our show, we got to hear Lacey Sturm with Skillet, which I thought was cool. I don't recall that, but uh, that mm-hmm. definitely was cool, and I wish I would have remembered that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was very unique, and, uh, and I caught that they announced... Be- because she came out on stage to sing with them. And, and there's definite difference in the singing of Jen Ledger versus Lacey Stern. Oh yeah. Both very, very fantastic vocalists. Right. But it put a new spin on the skillet music as they were singing it. And uh, I love it. So I'm happy to bring back maybe hopefully if I can unlock that memory <laughs> in the depths of the local geeks trap mind, not so much. Yeah, it's it's not sticking <laughs> with me, but it, it was also Luke's 21st birthday. So <laughs> ah, that's why I remember that it was his birthday. You remember not remembering. I got gotcha. you. If I only remembered the date, then <laughs> then that would be <laughs> something. I'll see what I can find. But there's that. Other music news that I want to mention, ZZ Top recently played a show. Did you guys see this or hear about this? I did. No reason for it, but uh, the bassist played a 17-string bass guitar. (laughs) It looked looked like a meme. That is kind of an insane bass. (laughs) It looked fake. Right? I, did, I didn't. Did I didn't see pictures of it. I just saw that they had played something, and I, I remembered that uh, one of the members passed away a couple of years ago. So yeah. So at uh, <clears throat> apparently unexpected that this was happening, but November fifth, their current bassist Elwood Francis busted out a seventeen-string electric bass on stage with ZZ Top. They were playing at the Von Braun Center in Huntsville, Alabama, when uh, he he showed up and uh, did the thing. They were playing it. And uh, yeah, last year, as you mentioned, their local geek, their longtime bassist, Dusty Hill, passed away. So uh, the quote from this is, Quote, the bass in France's hands wasn't a four-string or a five-string bass guitar, nor was it a six-string model. No, this yellow-finished low-end behemoth was a 17-string bass. They were playing Got Me Under Pressure, originally on the album Eliminator. As somebody who plays bass, I can't even imagine trying to get your hand around the fretboard on a 17-string bass. Yeah, so I I, I posted uh, the the link and uh, you can see the loud wire article from that, but the picture it's it's like a meme. <laughs> to me, it's a meme. I don't know. It, it's like somebody went in Photoshop and then made the fret runway 
bar or whatever, you know, the whole neck of the base, just obscenely large. Yep. That's about what I imagined is trying to get your hand around that. Just not even close to possible. Any other music news? Yeah. Yeah. Gents want to share. You haven't heard any music. Oh, terrestrial radio still sucks, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. No, I haven't listened recently, but I have an extra reason why that I'll tell you guys afterward. Well, gents, uh, we are coming up very quickly on the whole Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all of that kind of shopping shenanigans. Uh, That's all coming. I know Kidder's favorite time of the year. I I love this way more than Christmas. (laughs) I hate Christmas. Christmas sucks. But Black Friday, yeah! Let's go! Let's get it on. Sorry. Uh, Anyway, uh, I think you guys both know Reaper Miniatures is one of my favorite companies. Uh, They just put up on their website what one of their big Cyber Monday deals is going to be, and that is the return of the uh, great gigantic figure from Bones 3, uh, the Mal Draker model, which I will uh, bring up. And I don't even have the wings on this behemoth because it would be huge. Uh, But this is Mal Draker. And there's also one more base piece that his hand would be resting on that, again, it's a lot to hold, but yeah. So, finally making his return to the store. So, if anybody did not get their chance, this is basically Reaper's take on uh, the D&D deity known as Tiamat, the five-headed dragon. So, yeah, one of these days I will get around to painting this thing, but it's a, it's a huge project. Um, and when this came out, there were people who actually would paint this thing with a size zero brush and would do it in seven days. And uh, for those uninitiated in the uh, world of painting, a size zero is, if I go like that, you can just barely see the tip on that brush on my hand there. So imagine painting that monstrosity with that small of a brush. But why? It was a it was a challenge that was created uh, by one of the Reaper forum members by the name of Buglips, mm. and it was he he was noticing with these Reaper bones uh, Kickstarters that people were getting these giant models, but then they would say, "Well, gosh, I I I won't paint that until I'm 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 so good, you know." And as well, why why wait so? It's like, I'll paint one of these monstrosities in seven days with a small brush. And so it became a challenge on the forum to, to do it. Um, I'm not going to do anything that crazy when I get to it, but I, I am looking forward to painting it at some point when I have time. So I figured I'd bring it out for that. That's very cool. Well, gents, uh, we've been talking for quite a while, and uh, I think most of us could use a good night's sleep. So it's time that we probably wrap this show up. And to do that, Kidder, eh. we're going to need some cheap plugs. 
Well, let me just reach to the bottom of the barrel over here and find the cheapest of cheap plugs. Well, look at this. It looks to be a cheap plug right here. BeerBluesBS.com. That's our website. It's right here on the screen if you're watching the YouTube version. And at BeerBluesBS.com, you, yes, you can watch the entire episodes. Get the links to our shows on YouTube and Spotify. And get our Facebook link so then you can follow the show, like the show, share the show, that sort of thing. We'd appreciate it. BeerBluesBS.com. While you are there, please visit our merch store. Just click the text right at the top of the screen that says merch. Visit the merch store. You can pick up a sweet glass like Local Geek has about the Triple B, or maybe it's been a week, or... Maybe any of the other themes that we have on there. Lots of designs. BeerBluesBS.com. Click merch, t-shirts, sweatshirts, pint glasses, photo frames, towels, many things on there. BeerBluesBS.com. Click merch. Please and thanks. And right now, yes, now, 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 you can get some happy holiday Howard savings by using the keyword Howard. What? 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 Now he muted himself. Uh, it was just the way you said it. It just cracked me up. <laughs> oh. oh, I thought I thought you were like, oh, we're talking about this again. Should I say something? <laughs> uh, you're, you're forfeiting your 20% on this to give everybody else a deal. <laughs> it's 20% off, man. Right? Local mm -hmm. geeks excited, twenty percent off. He's so excited that he's just speechless. Classic, classic local geek. You've seen it on the screen the whole time here. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch and type in the keyword Howard for those happy holiday savings of a non-hellacious store. Keyword Howard. Have a happy time shopping. Right there, beerbluesbs.com. Click merch. Keyword Howard gets you 20% savings on the merch store. That is store wide. So if you get a sticker or perhaps a pint glass, perhaps a shirt, it's all 20% off. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. And uh, obviously, you found us and you stuck with us to this point. So, number one, thanks. But number two, if you didn't know, the video versions on YouTube, please subscribe to our channel there. We are also on the audio versions on every audio platform that's out there, including Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. We are also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM. And if you are subscribed to an audio platform, search Beer Blues NBS. And we're probably on there. If you would, please click subscribe. And additionally, please hit the share button and share with your friends, share with your groups. We appreciate it because sharing is caring and getting us in front of more people will help us make the show mildly better. And uh, if you're on the Facebook world of things, you can find Derek's Home Brewing, the local geeks. Home Brewing Adventures right there on Facebook. 
He shares updates with the tasty brews that we had and whatever else he's up to in his beer cave. The whole process right there, right on Facebook. Is it that's what you search for, right, Local Geek? Yeah, it's uh, Derek's Homebrewing Adventures. The Home Brewing Adventures with the very own Triple B Brewmaster himself. Find it on Facebook or in the show notes. Just scroll down a little bit. So, Local Geek, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for joining us, fighting through the snow to get on the show. I know it was very difficult getting from upstairs to downstairs with all of the snow, but you made it. I appreciate it. I'm sure Howard appreciates it too, but I don't know if he unmuted himself yet. Well, thanks guys for having me. And uh, another big shout out to JS Gunslinger for taking care of my snow for me. I'm sure he's just really happy to have some tasty beer to take home. (laughs) I sent him with four. So holy crap. I don't know if they're going to make it home. (laughs) Well, the one of them is 11%, so I'm hoping he waited until he got home. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be fine. Although he has a high tolerance. You know, he's been over here a couple times on the show. (laughs) So uh, the birthday bash was was a good one. That was a good one. That was fun. He he found out how comfortable the couch was. It was it was one of those shows. <laughs> hey, that's if, all good. Better than driving, right? That's that's absolutely correct. We want you to be smart about things, and even if you have too many, here at the Triple B, we support smart drinking choices. And if you drink in excess, well, either have a ride, be smart about it, or number two, have a place to stay where you are. And that's what's great about the Triple B. Because, well, it's in our house somewhere. So if we're at one of each other's places, we at least have a couch to sleep on. And and we all know that uh, Howard knows what it's like being a couch guy. So <laughs> I still have that couch. It's a great couch. It's well slept in. <laughs> all right. Before uh, we say some other incriminating evidence, we better get the hell out of here. So for Local Geek, thanks again for the tasty beverages. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for making the time. Howard Blues, appreciate you showing up too because, well, I mean, the show just wouldn't be as interesting if it was just me blabbing away for two hours. Let's be honest. We don't need that. Anyway, Let's get the hell out of here for Howard Blues, for the Triple B Brewmaster himself, local geek. I am the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Hitter. Thank you for joining us for this and every edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. We appreciate you. Thank you. Sharing is caring. Like, share, subscribe. Thanks again. There's free beer tomorrow. We'll catch you on down that uh, old dusty and snow-covered Tuscan Highway. And don't forget to keep your glass at least half full. We'll catch you on the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.
UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I don't yeah, I think he had to work today. I, I know he that, worked yesterday. So. I sent that picture for you if you want to slip it in when we talk about the shout out to JS Gunslinger. So, Yeah, I saw that. He come and dig you out or? Yep. Yeah, yes. I was uh, from the end of my driveway to where people had driven on the road. It was a good like eight to ten feet and it was two feet deep. And I was like, I am not digging all this out with a shovel. And then having the city come by with a plow in a couple of days and bury it all back in. So I, I texted Mark and I was like, hey, if JS Gunslinger's out digging people out, can you see if they would be willing to stop by? Yeah, I I was going to I'll talk about it on the show, but I I I have about, yeah, eight feet of snow to dig out if I actually want to get out. So, Oof. hey, it's Kidder. <clears throat> Long time no see. Ah, it's been ages. Yeah. Or at least 24 hours. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> That's good. On the outside. Starting to, wor- starting to worry about you. Had to send the old search party. Wouldn't be too hard to find me. I'm at least in the this location. <clears throat> and uh, didn't see the messages. Email came in. So it's all right. I apologize for... It's all right. We've just been having a nice chat. Well, gents, are we ready? <sighs> hmm. You know, you know, you, you just say yes. You know, <laughs> that, that that's works. the problem. I don't want to lie. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> Not everything has to be a, has to be a moment of comedic uh, gold. You know. I should leave the show then. Have a good night. (laughs) 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 You might have to come back. I think you're the only healthy host at this point. So. I just feel crippled.